I am the fountain of affection. I'm the instrument of joy. And to keep the good times rolling, I'm the boy. I'm the boy. You know the world could be our oyster. If you just put your trust in me, 'cause we'll keep the good times rolling. Wait and see. Wait and see. I'll wait and see. Exultation, the sweet disintegration of few discolorations that it comes along. Obvious why he chooses the kisses and the bruises. There ain't nothing he refuses that it comes along. It comes along, and I am lifted. I am lifted. I am lifted when I'm up. I can't get down. Can't get down, can't get level when I'm up. I can't get down, get my feet back on the ground when I'm up. I can't get down, can't get down, can't get level when I'm up. I can't get down, get my feet back on the ground. He just needs something to find him, something to wind him up. It won't take long to find him when it comes on strong. Lights are spinning. Time's just beginning, and then it comes on strong. It comes on strong, and I am lifted. I am lifted. I am lifted. When I'm up, I can't get down. Can't get down. Can't get level. When I'm up, I can't get down. Get my feet back on the ground. When I'm up, I can't get down. Can't get down. Can't get level. When I'm up, I can't get down. Get my feet back on the ground. Oh, I can't get down. Oh no, 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 I can't get down. Oh, comes on strong, and I am lifted. It comes on strong, and I am lifted. I am lifted. I am lifted when I'm up. I can't get down. Can't get down. Can't get level when I'm up. I can't get down. Get my feet back on the ground when I'm up. I can't get down. Can't get down. Can't get level when I'm up. I can't get down. Get my feet back on the ground. Oh, I can't get down. Well, there you go. We are uh, live, folks, here on the uh, the interweb, as they say, and we're delighted to be here for the next hour, maybe a wee bit longer. You're very welcome to the Mixalore edition of Keologus Crack, and Mark is on the line as well. Good morning, Mark. Uh, good morning, Ken. How are you doing? Good morning, listeners. Fantastic. Uh, great program there for the last hour. Thanks a million for putting the tunes together and a couple of great interviews there. The Mayo folks, a big happy Mayo day to them. Uh, fair play to them, getting their their own day. It's incredible. Their own day, 
it must be the only. I know the ambassador will be on here in a second, but um, I will have to maybe ask him: Are they the only county in Ireland that have their own day? Yeah, or I mean, could, we just, could you just decide to start Sligo Day any time, Ken? I think we could. Here. Yeah, we could maybe do a combo Sligo Leash Day or something if we were stuck. You know, might have enough. Might yeah. have enough things in Sligo to be boosting. You know. And uh, it's interesting that that actually Mary um, read that poem, which was was lovely about Mayo. I'm sure it brought a, a tear to many a Mayo folk out there. But um, Thursday, there, the 30th of April, was actually Poetry Day in Ireland. So um, yeah, I suppose it was uh, it was nice that we had a, a poem read in Cholagus Crack this this morning. Well, look at without further uh, without further ado. A man we have on the line, a very important person in, in our community, is the Irish Ambassador to Canada. It's Ambassador Jim Kelly. A very good morning to you, Jim. Hey, good morning, Ken. Good morning, Mark. And, good morning, uh, Jim. You, Great to have you on the program. Thanks a million for, for taking the time to do this. We know you're, you're obviously a, a very busy man. You're up there in Ottawa. Things are a little uh, outside the norm, as we know, and um, you've been operating from the Home Office, as well as Laura and the rest of your team. Maybe uh, give us a, 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 a what's it like in a, a day of the life nowadays, uh, Ambassador. Yeah, it's, uh, it's very different, all right, for us, Ken, as I know it is for, for everyone. And I hope that, uh, I hope just to say to your listeners out there, I hope they're all keeping well and, and staying safe in, in what are, are very difficult and different days. For us, really, um, since about the 12th to 13th of March, when things suddenly kind of locked down quite quickly here. Uh, we moved into a sort of a split team situation vis-a-vis the office uh, and working remotely. Um, so we still, so the embassy is still functioning as before, but a little differently, obviously, in terms of setup. Uh, we don't have a possibility really to have public callers in the normal way. We still have the provision where in, you know, cases of, of extreme emergency uh, for appointments in the public office, but obviously we're, we're, we're having to keep that to a minimum for, for reasons you can, you can well understand. But we're continuing to, to work away. In fact, busier than ever in, in some ways, Ken, the first three or four weeks, as I'm sure you'll be well aware from, from your own work there, very heavy uh, consular demand, obviously, as people are very concerned about what all of this meant for their situation here in Canada, particularly, of course, the, the thousands of younger uh, citizens here who are non-residents on temporary visas and so forth. So a lot of, uh, obviously, a lot of uh, work and time into trying to assist and support them as they figured out their situation uh, and what they should do. And there's still an element of that work going on, of course, and it will continue uh, as the situation develops. And we, we continue to, to offer advice to people to look very carefully at your situation and if you're concerned about it, uh, and think that the right thing to do is to go home to do so without delay. But people we understand, uh, you know, have a very, in many cases, a major investment in having come here and may have longer-term plans. So they need to look at every aspect of their, their situation before making that decision. But we're here to advise and support uh, in, in whatever way we can. So that was probably a big focus of the uh, the first three or four weeks, I would say, of the uh, of the pandemic. We're still seeing a lot of consular cases. They tend now to be a little bit more complex, I suppose, because you have families who are divided uh, in different countries, and that raises issues as well. But as we're doing that now, we've really moved to the last week or two onto the whole question of trying to provide practical support uh, for our communities around the country, which I know is something you're very personally engaged in there too. 
Yeah, there's, there's challenging times, and and you know it's um, it's obviously not just about um, you know financial resources. There's there's a lot of work. I understand that that not only yourself and and, and the the team at the embassy are doing in terms of mental health. I, I know ICANN and and a few other organizations are are doing that here in in Toronto. But what's it like across the country, Jim, and and what you're doing uh, from Ottawa? Yeah, it, 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 it's something we're very pleased about to say, Ken, because of course what's, what's different about this particular emergency compared to other situations we might have seen in the past is, for a start, it's global, and um, so there is no leaving the site of emergency to go to somewhere uh, where a more regular situation exists, no matter who you are or where you are. And then the other thing, of course, is the, the nature of it requiring people to... to uh, to cocoon or self-isolate, depending on their situation itself, obviously, um, is a, a serious challenge uh, for mental health in many cases, indeed, for everyone, I think, in one way or another. Um, and the isolation involved, particularly for vulnerable members of the community, uh, for our seniors, for example, and for younger people, as I say, who may be far from home in some cases, too. So we're doing quite a bit of work around that. And it's very much a, a broader team effort. You know, we're a, we're a small embassy. We rely very much on our resources within the community, indeed on, on, on people like yourself to, to get our messaging out as well, which we appreciate very much. And on the mental health side, as you, you mentioned, ICANN are probably, if you like, the key resource here uh, as our National Immigration Centre, they're based in, in Toronto, and they're doing great work around the whole mental health space and providing online support as well as support uh, on the phone and so forth. And they have a whole suite of resources which can be accessed on their website, um, for your listeners, it's www.irishcanadianimmigrationcenter, all one word, .org, and then there's a mental health section slash mental health within that. So I'd encourage people, you know, who are dealing with challenges in that area to uh, to look at those resources, which obviously provide contacts as well too. And, you know, one of the things we're saying to people, everyone is facing different challenges, you know, personal challenges, uh, economic or business challenges, is to try to find the space to look after yourself and your loved ones within that too. And, and mental health is such an important part of, of all of that. Yeah, very true. Um, are you uh, still um, the the ambassador, the Irish ambassador to Jamaica and some of the islands, Jim? Yes, I am. I, I am indeed, Ken. And uh, I was actually in Jamaica for their diplomatic week at the very beginning of March when things were just beginning to, to kind of come into view in relation to the the pandemic in the Western world, and there were concerns down there even then about that. And they have an issue, of course, and um, they have capacity issues in the islands, as you can imagine. So far, the, the pandemic in both of those places, in caseload terms, isn't proportionately as severe as it is elsewhere, which we're relieved about. But we are keeping, uh, probably spending more time than we would normally be doing in keeping a very close watch on the citizens down there, particularly the non-residents of whom there are quite a few in Jamaica, less so in the Palms, but quite a few in Jamaica, and we're in regular contact with them, making sure that they're they're okay too. They have left by way of, of flight connections there, which is also an issue, but we're keeping watch on that too. Ambassador, it's, uh, it's Mark here, and are you, um, are, are you in communication with the other um, delegates or ambassadors in various other countries on, uh, on a fairly frequent cadence in terms of things that are being done in other countries that could be kind of uh, learnings for other countries. So, for example, we saw, for example, in Ireland yesterday, they announced 
Um, I believe that, that restaurants and pubs and things like that won't open until the end of August. Do you, do you, is that information being shared and whether, in fact, it's contributing to the flattening of the curve? Are you learning from uh, d- different things that are being done in different countries that, that could potentially be, be applied in, for example, in Canada, that, that you could even contribute to the Canadian government? Yeah, we are, Ken. It, it, it's a very much a, a, a large portion of our work at the moment is, obviously for us at the end of the year, tracking developments in Canada, uh, which there's a great deal of interest in, in Ireland. Uh, and similarly, you know, there's quite a bit of interest from the Canadian side here in um, in what's going on in Europe too. So it's kind of a, it's a, I was going to say two-way, but it's actually sort of a multifaceted engagement. We, for example, and I would have a, a video conference once a week with the other EU ambassadors here. There's a lot of information sharing of what's going on there, and a lot, and we work collectively to understand better the Canadian regulations. And of course, it's more complicated here, Ken, as you know, uh, or Mark, rather, as you know, by the by the fact that um, provincial and federal jurisdictions and municipal jurisdictions all come into play. So it's not a, a unitary system in terms of decisions over regu- over restrictions and lifting restrictions as it is in Ireland and a lot of European countries. So we learn a lot from each other. I mean, one example would be, I know when the um, Europe is a little ahead of Canada, just in the timeline on this pandemic, just a critical week or so ahead, I think. And when the wage uh, subsidy benefit here in Canada was being drawn up, uh, the Canadians reached out to a number of countries, including ourselves, uh, and there was high-level contact uh, with government at home about that. Uh, to understand the schemes that have been crafted and what we learned from them. And that's a, I say that's a, a two-way process. I think yeah. a lot of people are looking now, Mark, to Europe from here, because, as I say, Europe's ahead to see what happens with the lifting restrictions, what the impact is, whether it leads to any kind of increase in caseload and, and deaths, of course. Uh, and so there's a lot of, uh, there's, a, there's a lot of, we don't know about all of this, of course. So, so everyone is learning as they go along. So as a result, I think there's a very good understanding of the need for, you know, communication and information sharing. We're all in the same boat. So, you know, the more we work together, uh, the quicker we can deal with this and more effectively we can deal with this problem. Yeah, brilliant. Very good. Ambassador, we just, really appreciate just, you uh, taking the... Just before I, I yeah, go, no can, maybe just, yeah. just say a few words really about this um, this funding support that we have in relation to the, 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 the pandemic in particular. Yes. So one of the things we've been working on is the whole area of how we better support uh, in the months ahead uh, the needs that arise among vulnerable members of our community around the world and, of course, from my perspective, all across the country here in Canada. So uh, we've been reaching out with and Laura Finley in particular, who does a, a great job as our, uh, our community uh, attache uh, in the embassy. Uh, reaching out to community groups all over the country and to the GAA, of course, and to societies and chambers. And I have to say, we've really been delighted with the response we've had. Everything we hear back is basically, what can we do? How can we help? And here in Toronto, where you are, we've been really encouraged by just how proactive the community has been. Groups all coming together straight away as soon as it began. I remember having a conversation with a group of uh, community organization leaders and of course, with our honorary consul, our new honorary consul, Edna Heffernan, is doing a fantastic job there. We had a conversation as early as the middle of March about how the community there was going to respond to that. So much work, I know, has been done already in trying to address those needs locally. And we have been working with our colleagues in Dublin, uh, with other kind of key diaspora embassies, 
Washington, uh, London and others as well, about trying to put in place funding support that will assist those who are organisations on the ground who are trying to help people uh, locally. So we now have a COVID response fund, it's called, it's separate, the global fund, separate from the Emigrant Support Programme. It will be quicker in terms of turnaround time because it's an emergency fund. Um, it will be lighter in terms of the, the bureaucracy that goes with it. There's still obviously a certain amount of things that have to be done. Of course, it's public money, so we have to be sure of accountability. The aim is to very quickly mobilise funding to where it's needed. So, so uh, the fund will provide for projects that, for example, protect our elderly folks, our seniors, mitigate the impact of social isolation, meet the needs of the vulnerable and newly vulnerable communities, provide additional mental health supports uh, and bereavement counselling, issues that we spoke about earlier that are so important, and offer innovative ways to provide services online. And I know what to you guys and, and others in Toronto are doing around uh, getting messaging out on, on the radio and so forth is so important in that regard. So just to let people, your listeners know, many will, will already know, but just to say that we're very closely engaged with groups in Toronto, and I know Laura is reaching out to uh, to groups in Mississauga and Brampton, Durham as well, um, to try and ensure that we can get the resources that are available globally to the organisations uh, that are helping people on the ground uh, and get that done quickly so that uh, so that we can address those needs. That's what the, the focus is, and um, we're looking forward to doing that. And then maybe just one other thing to add. We've obviously been sending out messaging important information that people need to have about um, regulations around travel and so forth. I want to thank you guys for the part you play in getting those those uh, messages out there. Uh, to remind people that um, that you can access our, our, our website, all of our contact information is there, mbcofireland.ca. We have a Twitter feed, uh, IRL EMV Canada. We're on Instagram, Ireland in Canada. We do a a weekly quiz about Ireland on Wednesday on Instagram on Wednesday evenings. We encourage people to, to to take part in that as well. So it's all about trying to support people. It's all about staying in touch as closely as we can. And uh, you know, it seems bleak at times. I know, but we'll get through this. We've we've gotten through worse. And uh, one line that's been used an awful lot uh, at home at the moment is that Seamus Heaney quote that if we can winter this one out, we can summer anywhere. And I think it's a good attitude to have, especially now as we're finally coming into something approaching summer. Very well said, Ambassador. Um, it, it's so true. You know, we, we do, we all have, We I think in general anyway, the Irish, we have a good outlook and uh, we all know that if we keep this going, keep the chin up, keep a smile on our face and um, let the music keep your spirits high, as we say around here. So, uh, you know, we'll, we, we'll certainly will uh, get through this. We, we greatly appreciate everything that you Absolutely. and Laura are doing in Ottawa. I know you've been in touch uh, with the community and, and it's just uh, it's great to see how every um, group uh, in the community has come together and and worked um, as a as a solid team. So it's uh, it's brilliant. Yeah, just great credit to everyone involved, I have to say. Fantastic work. We're really delighted about it. Brilliant. Well, Thanks, Ambassador Kelly. It was wonderful. Thanks. We, we appreciate it. Thank you, Sloan. All right, folks, we'll play a little music. And uh, I know, Mark, that uh, some people have been having... Uh, dreams and crazy dreams um, through these periods of time. So uh, what better than a bit of Paul Brady with a song called Crazy Dreams.
Ah, uh, yeah, folks, a little bit of uh, Paul Brady. You couldn't go wrong with that, Mark, could you? Crazy dreams. Oh, he's got a super voice. Unique voice there, doesn't he? But he's a super voice. No doubt about it. Yep. Paul Brady fan. Well, we greatly appreciate uh, Ambassador Jim Kelly coming on there and having a chat with us. And um, hey, I wanted to make a, a, a an announcement. And I have to say, I you were probably the same, but I, I was got a lot of calls um, in yesterday and a few emails even from uh, people in the community about uh, something we should all be very proud of. Um, as you know, Keologus Crack was started by Eamon O'Loughlin, who we sadly lost seven years ago. But his son, Rory, Rory O'Loughlin, graduated from UCD as a doctor yesterday. And, uh, you know, I'm sure the whole community is very proud of him. I was in touch with Madeline. Obviously, she's uh, immensely proud of of Rory and his achievement. And uh, we just wanted to get that good news out to the community. And Madeline was telling me that it won't be until next Wednesday he'll find out where he'll be posting. But he will be spending... Um, his at least uh, a year, I believe, in Ireland. So um, congratulations to Rory and the O'Loughlin family. It's a great bit of news there. Brilliant, brilliant. Oh, that's fantastic news, Ken. I'm glad you were able to get get that out there. And uh, if, if I have time as well, while we're in a, a mood for congratulating people, I wanted to do a big shout out to the uh, my own uh, local GA club here, the Toronto Gales, Ken. Uh, for their contribution to the Do It For Dan campaign, which, as they announced last week, they reached their goal. Um, and uh, all of those lads today and tomorrow are out running 10-kilometer races. Uh, uh, you know, obviously, being socially, uh, the, the social distancing is in play. They're not doing it together. They're all doing it individually, and they've got an app downloaded so that we can make sure they all don't cheat, right? And uh, I'm off to do a 50-kilometer bike ride tomorrow for the same cause with a, with a few other lads as well, but we're all doing it individually. Anyway, a big shout-out to them. It's a, it's a great effort. A couple of the other GA clubs in the city also got behind this. And uh, I just want to do a, a bit of a shout out to the lads because they uh, they really got behind this. And um, yeah, it's great. It, it, it's absolutely wonderful. That's, that is brilliant. And as you know, we, we announced last week, well, you had um, Ashley on, on the radio portion of, of our show. And then by the time we went live, they had... Um, already stopped the fundraising, which uh, they'd reached their target. Yeah. I don't know if you know, they were on, uh, the family was on the Late Late Show last night as well, so if people didn't catch that, you can catch it on the uh, the RTE player. And um, yeah, brilliant. Well done to uh, to you and, and, and the Gales there for, for raising funds. Brilliant. We have uh, another guest coming up soon, don't we, Ken? We do indeed. We've got uh, Mr. Pat Quinn of the Quinn Group, uh, who we'll be getting in touch with here now in a couple of minutes. And... Um, he could be yeah yeah you'd want to be very yes indeed i want to give a shout out too to a first-time listener mark priscilla sweeney all the way from uh from cork actually via she's in canada fairly new arrival via dubai believe it or not so um i know i hope she didn't come in the middle of winter after coming from dubai into i, I remember uh nick marmion you'll, you'll remember nick from um yeah <laughs> Nick came to Canada. He actually moved from Dubai 
where it was uh, plus 30 degrees and arrived in Toronto in January and it was minus 30. So uh, I hope Priscilla didn't have the same experience and she settled in all right. And we're glad to have you listening in. Thanks a million, Priscilla. Tell all your friends to join us every week here on Keologus Crack Mix LR. And all the Dublin crew apparently are listening. All the greys, we have your song coming up, Tony, a little bit later on that you requested last week. So stay tuned for that. All right. Well, uh, I know you played a bit of Christy um, earlier in, in the radio program, but I had uh, this great song from Planksty lined up here for this program, Mark, and it's uh, Raggle Taggle. And I love the way they then blend into uh, Tower of the Love. So here we go. There were three old gypsies came to our hall door They came brave and bold, he yo when this one sang hoy And the other sang la ho, when the ladies sang the raggle-taggle gypsy he yo It was upstairs and downstairs the lady he went Put on her suit of leather for low It was the cry all around her door She's away with the raggle-taggle gypsy he yo it was late that night that the Lord came in, inquiring for his lady he o The servant girls reply to him all she's away with the raggle taggle gypsy he o Open saddle for me, me milk white steed, me big horse is not speedy he o I will ride and I'll see me bride, she's away with the raggle taggle gypsy he o Oh then he rode east and he rode west. He rode north and south the whole soul, but when he rode to the way he'd up and field, it was there that he spied his lady-o. Oh, then why do you leave your house and your land? Why do you leave your money-o? Why do you leave your coroni with the Lord of Malfora, the raggle-taggle gypsy-o? Yara, what do I care for me house or me land? What do I care for my honey he oh a yara? What do I care for me only but that lord? I'm away with me raggle tackle gypsy he Well it was there last night, you the goose got their bed, with blankets drawn so calmly he oh. Tonight he lie in a wahid open field in the arms of your raggle tackle gypsy he Yara, what do I care for a goose feather bed? But blankets drawn so calmly he o. Tonight I lie in a wahid open field in the arms of me raggle tackle gypsy o. Oh, for you rode east when I rode west. You rode high when I hear a hoe low. I'd rather have a kiss of the yellow gypsy's lips than a whole lot of cash in his money o.
Ah, yeah, lovely. Hard to beat an hour of a bit of Planksty. And um, there you go, Christy and the boys. All right. Well, we're delighted to have on the program. And he tells me he's got the makeup done and everything. Mr. Pat Quinn, how are you doing? It's not a Zoom call, so you're okay. You're you're fine. You don't need the makeup. How are you, Ken? How are you doing? Uh, listen, a special, special wishes uh, to, 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 to the O'Briens and the Tracys and all your Irish listeners and, and other listeners from the Quinn family, especially my mom and Lisa, who are, who are in Florida. And uh, we hope everyone's... Um, safe and, 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 and well during these uh, trying times, which I'm sure is tough on everyone, but uh, as usual, we'll, we'll come out of them. Uh, luckily, I hear that Ireland have a five-step uh, plan that we can maybe follow, and I hear it's the only thing better than that is the Newfie two-step plan. <laughs> and how, how's it going, man? Uh, it's going great. Hey, uh, well, you mentioned your mum there, uh, Pat, as well. I have a soft spot for her. Every time I talk to her, she talks about the, the good old days when she used to work in the bank in Abbey League, um, which is my hometown. So we always share some great stories there. So uh, I, I always have a little bit of banter with her about that. Thanks, Mark. The inside track and some of the some of the fellas in the town that would, would have you believe that they're squeaky clean. But she has all the stories on them. I love it. That, that's a good one. But you know, it's it's it's. I I, I obviously I wasn't. I was born after mom was her days at the bank, and uh, I know my dad occasionally and myself would have a pint and say, "Jay's wouldn't it be great if mom was still working at the bank." <laughs> <laughs> you know, we, get, we could get along with each other, you know. That's probably a probably a good segue into into you know. I hate to ask the question, but you know you're you're sitting on a pile of assets. Unfortunately, that COVID nineteen has closed. So. What's the scoop? What are you doing to What are you doing to stay busy? And are you, are you in daily dialogue with authorities on how they're going to help you, or like what's going on there? Well, you know, it's it's uh, yeah, it's 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 a tough tough call right now, uh, Mark. I, I, I'm I'm uh, I'm talking with landlords. I'm talking with the staff. I mean, one of our main concerns is all our staff are doing all right. Touch wood. Um, you know, you know, our staff are doing it okay so far, but you know, the plan would be hopefully to get her up and open in uh, in another, you know, four or five weeks. And uh, the truth is that you know we're going day by day, depending on what um, what we're told we can and can't do, and, uh, and we'll just have to see see where it is. And you know, when, when uh, touch wood, touch wood. Um, you know, it, it, it'll all come back together. I mean, I'm pretty sure we'll have PJs up and running. Uh, you know, the embassy will be back and Quinns will be back up and running, certainly uh, sooner than later. And um, and we'll, we'll, we'll get over all this stuff. Listen, I, I also wanted to, uh, a special shout out to the O'Loughlin's, uh, Madeline and, and Tressa, you know, the, the beautiful O'Loughlin ladies. And, and of course, congratulations to Rory, who... Um, who, who uh, just qualified as a doctor, which Eamon will be so proud of. Yeah. And uh, my mum and Lisa were just telling me how delighted they were uh, to do that news, you know. Um, but, they, they, you know, with this, uh, with this um, uh, reopening and stuff, I mean, we'll, we'll definitely be back reopening just sooner than later. I just, we don't have a, we don't have a, a day on it just yet, you know. Well, we can't wait, yeah. Pat. We we look forward to, to seeing you and and all your staff. Um, you know, and, and you know all of all of your your locations. We we we'll uh, we'll be back in full force. We'll have some kind of a hooli, uh yeah. When when we're all back up and running, and um, 
and, and for sure a big uh, special hello to, to your mum and Lisa down there in Florida. Well, listen, thanks a million and, and love to everyone out there. As my dad would say, the chips are down in Dublin town, but we'll yeah. be back sooner than later. And, uh, and lovely, and you take care, lads, and stay safe. Thanks a lot. Hey, Pat, just one one quick thing, I, I, and I just want to make sure that we, we let our listeners know there's quite a few people listening now, and uh, it's not lost on the community how much you and your family do for the uh, for the people who arrive here from Ireland. Uh, you go out of your way to employ them within your own businesses if you can, and um, you're, you're always there to lend a hand to get them employment even beyond the businesses that you have. And so I, I just wanted to let you know that that is not lost on the community. And uh, I, I would say it, it, um, it's almost a responsibility that the community has to support your businesses because of everything that you do for, for, for those people in, in particular. So um, I, I just wanted to make sure that that word got out, Pat, and uh, it's really not lost on us. And, well, uh, thanks. Uh, yeah. Thanks thanks very much for that, Mark. Obviously, the Irish community are what keeps us uh, going. So love to all our great customers. and. Uh, and, and, and we hope to be having a pint, which is all soon. Hopefully, uh, you know, I see back in Ireland they're doing this um, the door delivery pints, but uh, I don't think it'll get away with that. Yet, so. But uh, as I say, uh, best wishes to all your, all your listeners and to, to, to all the Irish community, and we'll hopefully see you all and have a pint soon. Thanks, guys. Good Thanks time. a million, Pat. Well Fair play to you. Great. Uh, good. Always good to hear We're from. Uh, always good to hear from uh, Pat and the Quinn Group. And yeah. as we mentioned a few, uh, a couple of weeks ago, anyway, we, you know, I played that song for Pat with Ethna and written by, of course, our man Con O'Connell. And I was telling Pat about that during the week that we uh, that we had played with it. Sorry, played that song, and uh, we were just chatting about, uh, you know, his dad, and he he certainly would have been at the forefront of telling everyone to keep the the smile in the face and the chin up and we'll get through this. You know, he was a uh, Great guy to have around in the community, yeah. and and um, it was nice of Pat to, to mention uh, Rory O'Loughlin there, and I'm sure yeah. Eamon and and Pat are up there looking down, and maybe even raising a glass to uh, to young Rory and and the community at this in these tough times. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. All right, well, listen, there was a fella from uh, from Carlo who wanted a, a song called "Follow Me Up to Carlo." I don't know if you caught it, by the way. Um, just a couple of GAA stories, I suppose. Your man Walker from Carlo, who uh, who has now accepted his four year ban, which will probably mean he uh, he won't he won't yeah. play again because he'll be about forty, I suppose. And yep. um, just in other GAA news, um, people may not have known that um, Noel Walsh, who uh, passed away, he uh, he managed and played for Clare, um, was a brother in law of Eamon O'Loughlin's, and he passed away during the during the week. Um, from Milltown Malby and uh, believe it or not on one of the golf trips Mark over with Eamon a few of us stayed in that house there Eamon's sister Ursula's house with uh, with Noel they were away at the time probably thank goodness with a, a gang of us arriving in to uh, to spend an evening there but uh, we had great crack in that house so um, our thoughts and condolences are uh, with the Walsh family over there Brilliant well said Kenny well said yeah uh, a legend a legend for sure Okay, well, here we go for Mr. Dear Madonley and the whole family there. Follow me up to Carlo. Up ya boy. Ya. My care, all your face, Bruno. 
race of victory was sure Soon the fire and heat secure Until he met a criminal over at Beat McEwburn Guess it's well lurking there People do what people dare Now if it's William, have a care Falling is your star low Up with halberd up with sword And we'll go for by the Lord Beat McEwburn was given the word Follow me up to Carlow Forget her. The boys are back in town. The boys are back in town. 
There you go, a little thin Lizzie for uh, for Tony Gray and Dervla, and uh, I suppose all the kids they'll be, they'll be wondering who Thin Lizzie is, Tony. I'm sure, but you'll have to explain to them. And hope you let the hair down for that one. They're over there in in Dublin and uh, rocking it out. Uh, so that's great, and we look forward to one day we'll be able to go back into town and uh, enjoy each other's company. Well, Mark, on the line now we have um, former uh, Irish Person of the Year and. Um, a person who works extremely hard in this community and is now on the front lines. Geraldine Brown, you're very welcome to Keolagos Crack. How are you? I'm good, Ken. Good morning. And to you, Mark, and your listeners. Good morning, Geraldine. It's, it's kind of weird to have Ken refer to you as the former Ireland Person of the Year, albeit fairly recent. But, um, yeah, that's right. The uh, the rain is over, but uh, you got you got some great memories there, don't you? I have some fantastic memories that I'll have with me for the rest of my life, yes, for sure. It was a great honour, and I hope I did my community proud with my honour. Yes, certainly did. Sure did. And we were just, uh, we were just chatting there that, you know, I suppose you were, you were searching for work not too long ago, and now you can, you can work as much as you want. Give us a little bit of, of what it's like, Geraldine, for, for you out there. Well, that's true. Um, as a 
personal support worker for the last 12 months after I qualified. Um, unfortunately, there are nobody in trying full-time at the moment. And uh, our, for the last 12 months, uh, we were working, TSWs were working three jobs to try and pay our bills. Um, with the situation at the moment, we could be working 24-7, seven, seven days a week if we wanted to. So um, we don't, obviously. We do need a break. But, um, yes, it's hard work, but work that I love to do. So. Where, where are you uh, primarily based? Can you give us some sense as to what a day looks like right now, generally? Where are you based and what are you doing and what kind of work are you doing? Um, well, right now, actually, I'm one of the lucky PSWs. I am not actually in a facility, a long-term care facility. I'm in a retirement condominium building. So all these retired seniors um, have bought their condos and we're there going in, getting them up in the morning, showering them, breakfast and um, lunch. Uh, in the last week, we've been allowed actually to take them out for a little walk around the area. I'm based at uh, Lakeshore and Park Lawn, uh, so we're by the lake, which is nice for the residents. Go down by the lake, have a little walk. Um, but uh, up to the pandemic outbreak, um, as I said, I was working three jobs. Um, I was going to just, I worked with an agency, going to different hospitals and different homes. So when we had to make a choice of picking just one location, I chose this one because it's nearest to me. So, Ken, I don't um, know about you, but that, that sounds like a great condo maybe for you and I to get our eye on. Oh, definitely. Every day and going out and stuff like that. Everything been delivered to us. That could be in the plans, Mark, for the future, for sure. I wouldn't be too far away from that now, Mark, you know? No, you're closer than I am anyway. <laughs> Uh, but that, that's, um, as I said, not a typical day in the life of a PSW. Um, and I'd like yeah. to highlight the, uh, you know, um, PSWs are working in long-term care homes. Uh, they go in at 7 o'clock in the morning and their first responsibility is to get maybe eight or nine seniors with dementia out of bed, showered and dressed and be at breakfast for 8 o'clock. So when you think about that on an average person takes maybe 15, 20 minutes to shower. PSW has to get eight or nine people out of bed, showered and dressed and to be to breakfast in an hour. Uh, I know PSWs are getting a hard rap at the moment and um, I just wanted to point out some of those I think it's uh, possibilities really for a PSW yeah. in the morning. So, And that's just the first hour of their day. Yeah, it's, uh, it's certainly highlighted, hasn't it? Uh, just what is lacking in in the senior homes, and uh, the, you know the lack of staff, and of course, obviously now that that uh, you're you're kind of limited to one home too, that you, you can't be going around helping just because of this pandemic. But um, it is amazing what what this pandemic has um, has brought to light, and and for years all the cutbacks in the in the health services, not just here in Canada, but all it seems all around the world. And now, we, you know, now you're you're needed more than ever. And, and it's just a credit to all of those who were in retirement or out of work who were able to come back in and get right there onto the front lines and help uh, every community out across uh, across the world. It's it's uh, it's a, it's great. And you're seeing all the thanks from from uh, different communities yeah, when I am out for a walk and you'll see, you know, kids posters in windows and and various groups coming out at, at night too and it's well deserved for the for the hard work that you're all doing so a big thank you from from us and from uh from our listeners 
Well, thank you. It's that it's something I love to do, and I'm glad I'm in the position that I can get up every day and go out and do it. Um, you know, I went back to school in 2018. Uh, it was a 12-month course, and I, that's the other thing. A lot of people don't realize that PSW is not just anybody walking into these jobs. We do actually have to go back, take a course for 12 months, and uh, you obviously have to love the work to do it because it, it is a hard job. Um, but... Hopefully, with this pandemic, when it's all over, that PSWs and healthcare workers will get more appreciation and be recognised more for the work that they do. Absolutely. There's no doubt. I think uh, people have a whole new appreciation for uh, for all of you and uh, what you do and, and the difficult work that you uh, that you do and do it with a smile on your face and uh, keeping yeah. all of those people that, um, you know, yourself, Geraldine, that are going in, they must be just thrilled to have someone like yourself coming in. And, and I'm sure keeping a smile on your face, even though you're you know that your day is just jam packed and full and full of pressure and everything else. And, and I'm sure you're tired, too, from the long hours. But uh, I, I know that you'd be doing it with a smile on your face. I do. I You're a treasure. There's no doubt about it. And I, you know what? With you being Irish Person of the Year last year and then going back to school and, and working for, for the TIP program and everything else, I don't know how you fit it all in, but uh, you're amazing. And we love you and we thank you uh, from the bottom of our hearts. Well, thank you, Ken. Um, I would just, before I go, like to say thank you to a lot of my friends here who have stood by me, dropped off little uh, food packets at my door, provided me with gloves and masks, which were on short supply when the pandemic broke out, um, hand sanitizer, hand creams. <laughs> I really appreciate all that people have done for me uh, in the community since it happened too. And uh, I hope we all stay safe and get through it. Absolutely. And I don't know, Mark, Mark started doing a bit of bacon now, so you'll probably get a few biscuits from him too, I'd say. <laughs> You're not far away, Geraldine. You're not far away. I'll be expecting a bag before the week is out, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> we need to know that weekend from uh, Milburn Pierce's kitchen, so maybe we'll do that. Sounds good. <laughs> I'll get her on it. <laughs> Thanks for everything you do, Geraldine. Geraldine, you, Thank you. Uh, you requested uh, a song too, uh, a bit of Christy Moore, and don't forget your shovel. Hopefully you don't have to bring a shovel to work for your home, but uh, <laughs> enjoy a bit no, of Christy No, not yet here. anyway. <laughs> This one's off his live album, so it's a bit of crack here. Cheers. Thanks very much. Sean. Sean. Don't forget your shovel if you want to go to work. Don't forget your shovel if you want to go to work. Don't forget your shovel if you want to go to work. Or you'll end up where you came from like the rest of us. If you're down there and Chuck Finn is clapping out of time. We want to go to heaven, but we're always digging holes. We want to go to heaven, but we're always digging holes, big holes. We want to go to heaven, but we're always digging holes. There's one thing you could say, we know where we are going. We're going to go riddle the doodle out the beetle dum ba doodle the doodle all the beetle dum ba doodle all the beetle. And don't 
forget your shoes and socks and shirt and tie and all. Don't forget your shoes and socks and shirt and tie and all. Oh, don't forget your shoes and socks and shirt and tie and all. Mr. Murphy's afraid you make a claim if you take a fall. Let's hear you now, you're right. Go on. Don't forget to shovel if you want to go to work. Hey! Don't forget to shovel if you want to go to work. Now you're right. Go on. Don't forget to shovel if you want to go to work. Or you didn't pray you came from like the rest of us. And fair play to Daniel O'Donnell after getting an MBA. Fair play to Daniel O'Donnell after getting an MBA. Fair play to Daniel O'Donnell after getting an MBA. Ah, oh, there's nothing for Dick to know for Jimmy or for me. Up there, though, me and the two boys up in Oris and Oak, they're on. The day they were giving out the MBEs and the OBEs, we was the cabaret. <laughs> there were all the super paddies and brideys and Michaels and Marys were waiting for the Chinook to come in from all the shot. Oh, oh, here she comes, Dick. Did she is, huh? And Prince Charles at a wheel. Charlie, Charlie. Saving and lander on the hedge. Perfect landing. But down the ladder he came with his little bag of MBAs, little bag of OBAs, and they're all waiting there to do some serious brown nosing. Gloria Honeyforton, Gay Bourne, which is Sir Anthony AJF O'Reilly, and I was nearly going to say Dennis O'Brien, but you can't mention him. <laughs> She appeared at the, oh, she appeared at the top of the ladder. Oh, but yes, we look at her. Here she comes. What's her name? Camilla. Camilla. <laughs> Deccan never, he never forgets Camilla. <laughs> it all goes back to the Glastonbury, 1978, the acoustic tent. <laughs> Decky and Camilla and me and Jimmy. Fourteen flagons of cider. One thing led to another and Decky says, I think we better get out of here quick. I don't like the way them MI6 fellas is looking over here. So we backed the highest into the stage and we loaded the gear into the back pronto and out to Chapel Lizard Gate. And where we go? And we go as far as Nace. And then we went to Kildare, down into Monster Evan and on into Port Leash. Will we go left or right here? I think we'll go straight on. Through Ross Gray and in through Neen and sure, I reckon we'll go to Hall Hog now. We go down to Limerick. Oh, 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 oh. And we went, we got there and we went, we went. He is right. Don't forget to shovel if you want to go to work. Hey! Don't forget to shovel if you want to go to work. Well, don't forget to shovel if you want to go to work. Where you didn't where you came from like the rest of us. Give it a dig in a hole, dig in a hole, dig in a hole. It'll be out of the company.
Ah, uh, yeah. Hard to beat a bit of Christy, bit of crack there, Mark, in that song. On the Road is the album, and it's uh, it's fantastic. Um, so uh, great for Geraldine to come on there. There you go, something new for you. So you can uh, check out Christy anytime you like on that album. And uh, there's a town there. It's close enough to Offaly that Offaly would claim it if it was worth claiming, I think. It's a place called Rochford Bridge there, population of about 1,400 people. Well, there's one less than that now because um, there's a young lady going to join us after this next song. Her name is Sally Gorman. I'm going to give her a call right now. So she's listening uh, beyond, the, beyond the ready. But um, anyway, um, I, I let her tell you her story. But now and again, you and I like to have some, you know, new arrivals on the phone. Um, she's not necessarily that new. She came out about a year ago, but she's got a great old great old story, a great old demeanor to her, and uh, I think it's nice to kind of mix it up a little bit. So we'll get her on here in a little bit, Ken. you got some more tunes lined up there. We do indeed, Mark. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I was just wondering there when you were saying about uh, giving Sally the, the heads up, I'd say back in the day now, you did you have to give a lot of girls a heads up that you were going to give them a call? <laughs> you were performing. <laughs> More of a surprise attack, was it? <laughs> good, good. I'm Make glad. it harder for them to go, right? Yes, indeed. The fellow who used to wait outside the ladies' toilet, you see, at the dance hall, that's where they all go afraid to be after that. Yes. You, you, you wait for them coming out and you knock them off that way. Oh, uh, yeah. Very good. Very good. Um, well, um, I want to. Uh, this is a, a group that I uh, haven't played, uh, I don't think, before on uh, on the radio but i've been listening to them and uh they're very good they're from county down and they're called the darkening air and this is a track called old romantic which uh which i know you are marco so there uh, we go enjoy and we'll be back and chat with uh with sally
All right, very good. That is the Darkling Air and their uh, track Old Romantic. Romantic even. So hope you enjoyed that. Um, well, on the line, no doubt, somebody who's been writing articles and giving interviews over there in Ireland and fairly new in, in Canada, about a year. Sally Gorman is on the line from Westmead. Good morning, Sally, or maybe it's good afternoon now. Look at that. We're past 12 o'clock. Hi, Ken. Hi, Mark. How are you doing, Sally? I'm good, thank you. So, first of all, I suppose um, it's great to have lots of young people here in uh, in the community. And uh, given we've never spoken before, you're very welcome to Canada, even though you're you're here a year. You're here with your boyfriend, are you? Yeah, we, we arrived last February. Yeah, February 8th, so just over a year. Brilliant time to come to Canada, isn't it, February? I know, yeah. <laughs> Oh, it was better to come in the winter and have so much to look forward to. Ah, great. So we kind of picked you up, but it's a very well-written article. Do you do you uh, do you do a lot of writing like that that it was picked up, or was that um, um so self-promotion, self if you will? I studied journalism in college, um, guys. So that would be my. My my degree, my pathway, I've kind of steered away from that in the last couple of years. But yeah, I, it's my first bit of writing now in a while, but I would have done this to the Westmead Examiner over the years, um, the Irish Examiner as well down in Cork, and um, a bit with RCP magazine lately. Um, but yeah. Brilliant, and they had you on Midlands Radio there as well? They did, yeah, yeah, that would be my local radio station back home, served um Lee Joffley and Westmead, so I think they picked it up from the paper as well and had me on last week. Uh, super. So tell us a little bit about what you're what you're doing over here, Sally. You've got a very interesting career carved out for yourself, and uh, I'm sure it's interesting living in the in the car. You kind of refer to it a little bit in the article, but maybe for our listeners, give them a bit of a, a visual, if you will. Sure. Yeah, I am. Um, I'm a videographer, guys, at Canada's National Ballet School. Um, I started there. In March, so not too long after we arrived, actually, I was lucky enough to get get sorted fairly quickly. Um, but I love it there. It's a, a change of scenery for me now. I'm not much of a, a dancer myself, but um, it's a nice great space to be in. But I've been working from home for the last five to six weeks now, I think, myself and, and Stephen. We haven't killed each other yet, but um, we're in a one-bedroom apartment on the, the 43rd floor, so there's not oodles of room, so it's been challenging, to say the least, but uh, we're managing. Brilliant. And Stephen's working as well? He is indeed, yeah. He works with HelloFresh. Um, so he's busier than ever. Oh, I bet. Uh, yeah. I bet. So what um, what would you say has surprised you the most about you? You obviously were very calculated in your decision to come here. But what has surprised you the most, I would, uh, would you say, uh, coming to Canada? And perhaps maybe, you know, COVID-19 aside, what has disappointed you the most about the country? Um... I don't think Canada itself has disappointed us. I think we're more a little bit disappointed that all this has happened in the middle of our, our visa. And obviously, we're, all, we're on a, a short-term visa, so we only have two years here. So it's a pity that this has kind of come in the middle of that and we're, we're locked down and can't get to do all the exploring and adventuring that we came here to do. Um, but I know everybody's in the same boat and hopefully it'll blow over sooner rather than later and we can get, get back to business. So what what's your situation now? So can you apply for you can apply for an extension, obviously, right? And um, we can apply for permanent residency. Yeah, would be the next step. 
considering now at the minute. Um, but again, it's a, a, a difficult decision to make too. I mean, we're, we're here a year now, we have another year left of the visa. It's just all up in the air, but I think we'd like a little bit longer here. Uh, brilliant, brilliant. Good stuff. So, you- um, how have you been coping anyway with the Certified Commission meeting? Are you, are you, you're in a condo, obviously, I'm sure they've got all kinds of precautions going on there in terms of you know, riding elevators and wearing gloves and things like that, but are, are you getting out and about a little bit? We are, yes. Stephen now is probably more active than myself. He goes for, for runs and, and jogs and everything. But yeah, no, we do try to get out for walks and we bought ourselves a, a kettlebell and a floor mat and whatever. So we're trying to, to keep active here as best we can. I have a kettle here too, Sally, and uh, but it's mostly for making the cup of tea. Um, I don't, yeah. I wouldn't go lifting it or anything like that now. Not too far off myself now, Ken. Fair play. And uh, living on the thirty-fifth floor, you might give us a wee bit of what's what's it like going up and down in the in the in the lift? Or you, you're hardly taking the stairs, are you? No, God, no. Um, before COVID nineteen, it it actually was was worse nearly because we're on the fourth third floor. So when you're going down to work in the morning, you're stopping maybe ten, fifteen times before you get to the ground floor. So it could take anything for about ten to fifteen minutes to get down some mornings. And the same coming in in the evenings, but because there's less people out and about now, it's actually much less of an issue with with COVID nineteen. And there's only two people allowed per elevator. Um, and a lot of the time. A second person won't even get in with you, so a lot of the time you have it to yourself. So interesting. That way. Ah, very good. That's brilliant. Now is um, from Rockford Bridge as well. Um, he's not. He's from a Harney. It's a, a hurling village, not too far from Rockford Bridge. All right. Very good. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. And were you living? Were, were you living in Westmead before moving here? Um, we were. We were both living at home. Yeah, in in Westmead. Yeah. All oh, right. But the hockey now, and then you moved in together out here. Exactly, yeah, yeah. Big move, it's a big move. Yeah, definitely. Well, if you survive this uh, COVID thing in the one-bedroom apartment there, I think that the future looks bright for you, right? Exactly. When we first moved over, everyone was saying that if you can survive IKEA and the IKEA shop of putting together the furniture, you'd be fine. But I think this is a bigger test than IKEA. <laughs> for sure. Yeah, I think probably like like myself, you, you might have had a few little screws left over when it was all put together trying to figure out a lot of that. Very good. Well, uh, Mark, uh, we've got a couple of Swedish listeners um, listening in down in uh, the US to us. And um, yeah, and uh, it's hard to believe, you know, uh, that it's 46 years ago that uh, ABBA won the Eurovision Song Contest. Do you remember what song they won it with, by the way? Uh, I do. It was Waterloo. Fair play to you. Yeah, well done. You'd be good at the old quizzes. I had a huge crush on the 
blonde there, Kenny. Oh, yeah. Huge. Good man. Yeah. Fair play to you. Um, they, uh, well, you know what? There's uh, a little Irish thing to this. And uh, we'll let it get introduced by this Australian fella. And a uh, little bit of Eurovision. But it's it's not Waterloo now. This will be Dancing Queen. So uh, have a wee listen here. Rider who makes the siren swoon, performing a traditional Swedish folk song. Please make him welcome tonight, Canberra, the brilliant Luca Bloom. Yeah, Swedish folk song for you, yeah. You can dance. You can jive, having the time of your life See that girl, watch that scene, digging the dancing queen Friday night and the lights are low Looking out for a place to go Where they play the right music Getting in the swing, you've got to look the king Anybody can be that guy The night is young and the music's high Feel the rhythm of music, everything is fine You're in the mood for dance And when you get the chance you are the dancing queen, young and sweet, only seventeen. Dancing queen, feel the beat of the tambourine. You can dance, you can jive, having the time of your life. See that girl, watch that. Digging the dancing queen. Okay, let's hear ya. You can turn it on You watch them burn and then you're gone Anyone will do When you're in the mood for dance And when you get the chance You are the dancing queen Young and sweet, only seventeen Dancing queen, feel the beat of the tambourine. You can dance, you can jive, having the time of your life. See that girl, watch that scene, digging the dancing queen. You ready? Queen. 
Friday night and the lights are low I'm digging the dancing queen Yeah, I love the Swedish folk music, yeah I'm digging the dancing queen Look at that. Um, that We went from uh, an old Eurovision song, Mark, to uh, what would have been Ireland's uh, entry into the Eurovision, which, of course, is cancelled this year. That's Leslie Roy from where? Bal Brigan. That was, uh, that was a request by Mr. Cormac Monaghan there. And uh, there you wow. go, Cormac. You can be uh, you can be proud here, Bal Brigan, on the radio. And for all the dubs still listening, there you go. A little bit of... Uh, 
little bit of Eurovision that we won't be getting. Although I do hear that they're going to be doing some kind of a special, at least in Ireland anyway, where um, uh, they're 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 going to have something coming up in the next couple of weeks, I think, to uh, showcase some of the songs. So, oh, well, listen, I hate to bring I hate to bring this up, but um, I kind of don't hate it as well. But today, Kenny would have been the last day of the Premier League. I, I don't know if you know about that or not now. Today would have been the last day and you as a Liverpool fan probably uh, probably several weeks ago would have been uh, on the town, you know, gloating, I'd say, you know, Heather driving the car around <laughs> open and you went to the top of it with your jersey and your hat and your flags. Blowing uh, the horn alone in Milton. Yeah. But anyway, it's not to be yet. Um I see they awarded PSG the French League during the year during during the week. Um, what are you thinking? What are you, what are the tea leaves saying here? Well, I I did read something there just uh, this morning, and um, they um, are saying that the Premier League uh, there's a potential to have it um, behind closed doors, and uh, so wouldn't that be great if it uh, if it does end up in behind closed doors, Mark, and at least getting it finished. Although they're also talking about the potential of having them played out the games played out in neutral venues instead of home and away games and that um there'd be you know crowd control and and limited people coming in so there seems to be a few ideas um including actually that uh the t-shirt came out last night as well and said that there is potential for a the gea to come back obviously it'll be up to the gaa but potential for it to, to a championship to be played out behind closed doors so well, Look at there's yeah. there's interest. It could be July and August when that, when that happens, uh, according to, uh, to all reports. But um, uh, you never know. There's a glimmer of light and uh, a bit of hope. That's all we can hang on to. And um, yeah, you don't need to go rubbing it in about the fact that Liverpool in 30 years. Um, could have, have have been hoisting that that trophy, but hey, look at we'll 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 hang in there. We'll hang in there. I'd say there's a lot of Man United fans thrilled, you know, that uh, that it's. Uh, that it's on a, on a standstill, you know? Well, there you are now, Ken. That's our second uh, internet show in the books. But, um, I mean, we're going to sign off now. But there was a few songs still requested that we haven't played. And uh, sure, there's no rush for us to, to, to stop the music. We can let it go. But you and I can check out here. You have a couple of more um, to keep it going here. I do. And uh, delighted to see on our uh, on our Mixalore piece, um I, I wanted to give a shout out there that the Twisted Sisters have been communicating back and forth. Uh, Sharon and Noel are, are, are you can see that they're uh, they're at it. So um, fair play to you for listening from Leash and from from Sligo, and uh, we appreciate you uh, tuning in for the bit of crack. Sharon did have a song request from yesterday, Van Morrison, someone like you. I was wondering, it must be she must be missing Steve, and and this is uh, this is for Steve. Uh, I'm assuming he's he's over in England. Um, so, uh, so that's good. Oh, of course, Mayo Day that we talked about. You talked about it on the radio, and um, yeah. Kathleen Morley wanted Lady Knox. So I have uh, I have our man Daniel O'Donnell lined up to sing uh, oh, to sing brilliant. that. Uh, Michael Monaghan had requested Paul Brady, The Island, and so we have that one uh, here to play as well. And we have Van uh, Amersforts who are listening in Holland, Mark. and oh, Mark. Uh, Holland. In Holland, yes, actually, over there in the Netherlands. And uh, so I have the lowlands of uh, Holland lined up for them. Uh, it's Vagabond singing that one. So there's a few here that I'll continue to play. So listen away, folks. You don't have to hear myself and Mark, but know that we'll be coming to you again with our tape show on the radio. 
uh, AM1430, or if you listen on the internet, www.am14.com next Saturday. And of course, mixalore.com. We'll, uh, we'll be here for you live next week at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. And we want to thank you for, uh, for tuning in and, um, and enjoyed your, your company. Thanks a million for, for all our guests today, too. Um, it was great having uh, Ambassador Jim Kelly, Pat Quinn, uh, Sally Gorman, and, of course, Geraldine Brown on the front lines. And we'll have more from the community next week. Anything you want to add there, Marco? Not really, Ken. I, I, um, I, I'm seeing now that um, the Toronto Gales lads are coming in after their 10-kilometer uh, runs. There's some fairly sweaty-looking pictures getting posted here on, on my WhatsApp. But a big shout out to them. Uh, Adam Kiernan is one of the lads now, and he was supposed to do a 50-kilometer bike ride, but he just said that his um, his bum is a bit sore from the saddle after 24 kilometers, so he's going to break it into two stages and do the other 20 tomorrow. So um, we'll be keeping him honest on that one. But no, that's it, Kenny. Um, it was uh, great connecting with you. Uh, this went a little bit smoother today, so we're getting better and better at it. And um, I just say to our listeners, spread the, spread the word that we have this show mixlr.com forward slash Kyologus Crack. We're trying to draw in as many people from the community maybe that, that didn't uh, tune in on our radio show. And, you know, uh, you know, sure, what else would you be doing, Ken? Should you be sitting at home and getting out for a walk and then come back in and listen to a bit of Irish music? What's, exactly. What's the problem? And uh, you're, you're spot on. And, you know, something we should just maybe mention now that we, uh, from the live standpoint here, in case people didn't hear the radio show, the Outreach Community Program that is, uh, is on. A big thank you to... Um, Smithy, our man behind the camera, for donating photographs for cards for those seniors who are maybe a little bit uh, out of out of touch and would like a, a, a handwritten note. Anybody that knows a senior can get in touch. And uh, Ed O'Connor, the artist here, an Irish artist in Toronto, has also donated some of his paintings as well for cards. So they can get in touch with Ethna, 416-566-4597. And we'll get cards out to them. And if those seniors who can't tune into our internet show because maybe the the lack of a a, a, a technology, um, I know that um, Shane O'Neill has volunteered to coach some people with the technology, so that's brilliant. And also, if any senior that you know of wants a CD of our show, we can get that done and emailed out to them. So, um, again, thanks a million, folks, and we look forward to chatting to you next week. Stick around for the tunes and uh, enjoy your uh, Saturday afternoon. Well done, Kenny. All right, pal. We'll talk to you soon, my friend. Be good. Good luck. Good luck, as usual. Bye. Good to hear from you. See ya. <laughs> People of all ages gathered round the gable wall, poor and humble men and women, little children that you would call. We are gathered here before you. And our hearts are just the same Filled with joy and such a vision As we praise your name Golden road
as I kneel with love before you, Lady of Love, my Queen of Your message is unspoken, but the truth in silence lies. So I gaze upon your vision, and the truth I try to find. Here I stand with John the teacher. And with Joseph at your side, and I see the Lamb of God on the altar glorified, golden rose, Queen of
They're showing pictures on the television Women and children dying in the street Now we're still at it in our own place Still trying to reach the future through the past Carve tomorrow from a tombstone But hey, don't listen to me Cause this wasn't meant to be no sad song We've heard too much of that before Right now I only wanna be here with you Till the morning dew comes forth your footprints in the sand and in the evening when the sun goes down we'll make love to the sound Ditches 
is just what being free is all about. House twisted racket down on Main Street will bring us all together in the end. We go marching down the road to freedom.
soul searching Find out where you were at Someone exactly like you. 